Welcome to episode six, Mike, Paper, Scissors. We are in the building. It's just LJ and Crip today. Um, Creamy's been called away. So, and the reason he's been called away is related uh, to work and because of this thing that has literally taken over the planet. Like, ain't nothing ever trended harder than Corona. The Rona. The Rona. The Rona. Ain't nothing trended harder. I think it, it, everything has become secondary to Corona um, over the news over the past couple of weeks. And it has finally become the business of the United States of America. I think when things are international, first it's like, ooh, look what's happening over there. Sounds scary. But we, we just kind of went on about our business. Mm-hmm. But it, it did not take long for something that was impacting one country to become uh, the concern of the entire world. Um, and so right now it's, it's changing everything. So for most communities, uh, school has been canceled for at least two weeks. There are some places where um, school is not back in session until April 27th, I believe I saw that. Was that Boston? Did you see that? School um, is out. Matt, well, Connecticut too. Connecticut. Not working the school system in we're out for the next two weeks, too. Two weeks, but Boston did a month. Oh, did they? Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah, April 27th is the return date. Okay. They ain't, like, what but is they're a bigger city, so they're a lot more. They're bigger. Yeah. So it's interesting how each community is trying to manage this. So, so it works. Let's talk about some facts. Can we talk about some facts on this thing first? Let's, let's go. Let's talk about some facts. So the facts are this is a virus, and according to the center for disease control, which which you can access by a quick Google, pull up some fun facts. So I just want to state, you know, our our emphasis of this show is it's really it's black centered. So we want to give information and upliftment and and just share things that are relevant and um, uh, specifically for black people. Clearly, everybody could can listen and learn. All are welcome, but that's. That's that's the brand of our show. So we'll start with the myth that so we'll start black with the people myth are that black people are, are can't immune get it. to this. <laughs> no, y'all, y'all asses can catch like it too. To, we like to believe it, but um, it's it does not bypass um, race and melanin. That it's a virus. It's it's a virus. I do think you know there are some things that don't impact us the same way, like aging rapidly or the opioid epidemic. Or um, skin cancer, like those things you don't see black folks in, in as high a number as yeah. other communities. This is a little different and a little harder to get an accurate measurement of. Because the only way to know for sure if you have the coronavirus is by a test. So if you have not been tested, we can't say for sure that you have it. So they can, they can. some of the numbers you see where there's a discrepancy is one is estimates, one is people who've been exposed, and the other are people who actually went to the doctor's office and got tested. And for a while, I don't know if that's still the case, for a while, even if you went to the doctor, you still might not have been tested for it because there weren't enough tests for everybody right. to come in. I know in North Carolina, I think I, last week I had heard that 
for the whole state, they had two hundred tests. Crazy. I'm like, shit, that what can't cover uh that can't even cover the smallest town in North Carolina. Right, right. And presently there is no cure for it. There are different treatments. If it if it hits your your lungs and you can't breathe, they can there's some treatment for that. Um, but there's no Basically, even if you do have it and if you're regular healthy, you can stay at your crib. Just don't leave. Um, But the trick is um, people can be exposed to it and carriers of it and not be symptomatic. So we know black people traditionally um, are not always trusting of uh, medical professionals or the government, Mm -hmm. reasonably so. It's not a crazy thing to not trust the government and to not be trusting of um, doctors because um, they've done us dirty over and over again, and frequently we're ignored when it comes to um, a- studies. A- AKA tests. the Tuskegee experiment. The Tuskegee experiment. You know, we can look at black women and the mortality rate in delivery, and even in the United States. So, it's there's good reason why black folks don't necessarily trust the news, the government, or um, Modern medicine. And speaking of that, women, yes. black women are four times more likely to die in childbirth than yeah. white women. Yeah. And so, and we, and we feel like, and, and those numbers are different if they give birth at home. We could talk about that on another day. Mm-hmm. But so, so, and, and different in a positive way. Like you, you're going to have a more positive outcome with a, a doula midwife. Anyway, so we want to give you some facts for everyone, um, but especially for uh, most of our listeners in, in our community. So, number one, I'm getting this from the CDC. Lynette is not freestyling on this. I, I'm, I'm reading it, um, actual data as, as, of, as of right now. Um, diseases can make anyone sick regardless of their race or ethnicity. If you not, do not see large numbers of black people um, with this, just because it hasn't been promoted doesn't mean they, ha- they don't have it. Um, and just because you haven't been tested doesn't mean you don't have it. So just because you are not likely to die from it does not mean it should not concern you. Why should it concern the people, Grip? Why, why should it? Yes. Why should you be concerned? I mean, because it can affect any and everybody. Yes. You could be a carrier. So maybe you won't die and everybody in your household is reasonably healthy. Young children um, will recover from it if you don't have any respiratory issues or diabetes or if you're not, I think of something I say, if you're not over 65, diabetic, um, are current health issues and you're between the ages of like 6 and 65, you will probably, if you got it, would just be sick for a little while and then recover Recover. and be fine. Here's the thing. It's not airborne, but it lives on surfaces. And so because it's uh, this little tiny thing that lives on surfaces, you can't see it. And so the reason they're encouraging people to not gather is because, number one, if somebody coughs or sneezes, that can travel what is it, uh, three feet, ten three, feet? Three to four, three, yeah, three something to four like feet. that. So they're encouraging social distances. So you may even notice Crip and I are sitting a little farther apart than usual. Like, I, could, I guess I could touch you. Uh, but, but you got to stretch. <laughs> you got to stretch. Um, we're greeting each other differently. Um, and I know even that's culturally an adjustment. Oh, I, I see in our black folks, we, we straight doing the elbow down. Yeah, we doing the elbow. <laughs> I think I did the bump with a few of my homegirls. You could kid and play. We can be playful, but we can be playful about it. But I think it's, still take it seriously, worth, it's worth taking seriously. Why not? What do you lose? 
by taking it seriously. So I can think of a few things we can lose. So number one, school's been canceled. It's over. Um, that's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a sacrifice for people figuring out childcare and what have you. Um, many workplaces are not closed. And so this, this creates some burden for parents of young children having to figure out what they're going to do. I have seen a lot of rallying, like people offering their homes, their services. Um, I've seen that too, uh, which is dope. Yeah, it's dope. It's dope. <laughs> One coming, of my favorite things in tragedies. Yeah, people are like, what y'all need? You know, people are willing to do errands, people um, offering comfort, people offering a place to keep your kids. Um, but it, it's it's a sacrifice. I think I see a lot of things that aren't closed and trying to do business as usual, and um, I'm trying not to be judgmental. I know people have to live. Small businesses mm -hmm. are counting on consumerism, and if people don't leave and buy stuff, they're gonna they're going to suffer. Um, I I just think my concern is I don't want to be the reason why someone else is sick, and I can't control anything outside of my immediate environment. Um, and so outside of keeping my hands clean and keeping my house clean, if I go outside and somebody sneezed on a bar counter and I touch it with my hand and then I drink my drink. Game over. And then now it's, <laughs> now it's me, you know, and then I go home and I, and I hug my parents who are, um, healthy for all intents and purposes, but, um, they're, they're in the age bracket where, if this would hit them different than it would hit me yeah. or my son. It's some of the dirtiest things people can touch. Yeah. Outside of, you know, the bathrooms, public bathrooms. Yeah. Are those escalator railings. Oh yeah. I I I I'm a person it's been years since I've touched one. Yeah. I just can't do it. Because it's it's nasty. Secondly, the mo the second these were the first or the second one I found out was elevator buttons. Oh, yeah, something you don't even Elevator think about. Elevator button. You never even think about it. You don't even think about it. Somebody even pointed out to me when you bring home your groceries and you put it in your refrigerator, that mm -hmm. milk carton that somebody touched, that, that orange juice carton that was in the front, like there were hands on it. Like are we wipe what? And I just feel hyper aware of every surface now, every single thing, cleaning off the phones. And so basically what the ask is to stay home when you can, avoid large gatherings, um, try not to touch people when you greet them. And yes, this is an adjustment. We're not used to this. But if you paid any attention in China, like there they had the largest outbreaks and the most losses, they shut shit down. Over 5,000 deaths. They shut things down. They're like, whoa, because what happened was too many people got sick at the same time and they could not all be hooked up to a respirator. Mm -hmm. And so they died. And so the idea is if we can minimize everybody being sick at once, then we minimize everybody having to be treated at once because we can't treat everybody at once. Even the, the dopest hospital in the world is not going to have the manpower or the actual resources to be able to take care of everyone who's sick. So they're going to have to pick and choose who gets treated gets treatment. And now this is where I would say as black people where I would be nervous. Um, do you think you would be first in line to be cared for um, should you or your people get sick? Boom. So there are things, <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Boom. So take care of yourself. There are things you can do to build up your immune system. Let's eat more greens. Stuff we, know what, stuff we already know what to do, mm -hmm. right? Let's eat more greens. Let's drink more water. Let's get some fresh air. You can still go outside, go for a walk. Um, consume good things. Unplug from the computer a little bit. Step away. It can get a really 
overwhelming and it's easy to be stressed out, talk to your therapist, check on your friends. Like, let's just be good to ourselves. And hopefully y'all already been washing our hands anyway. Hopefully. Listen, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm, I'm, uh, it's it's fascinating how many people um, weren't. And I don't know what you do. You're you're in your own private business. But now let's let's be more deliberate uh, about these things. And, and if you're looking for facts, go to, go to the CDC. Um, let's not be dismissive um, about it. I, I, my concern is Americans in general are just not used to being told what to do. Um, we're not used yeah. to, we are not used to somebody saying, yeah, you can't go out. And so right now it's kind of up to you. Like everybody's just trusting you to make the decisions that are best for you, it would not surprise me um, if this turned into a mandatory um, quarantine. It wouldn't surprise me. I don't want to spread alarm. I'm actually waiting for it to happen. I don't, I don't want to spread alarm. I don't want you to be scared, but it wouldn't surprise me if... And, and people are sharing all these conspiracy theories, what have you. It wouldn't surprise me if they said, listen, y'all didn't stay home when we asked you politely to make these decisions for yourself. Now... You got to stay home because basically if you if you are sick and you stay home, the, the sickness moves through you, you get better, kind of like the cold or the flu. You get better if you're a healthy individual. If everyone gets sick at the same time, it can be disastrous. Um, so just do what you can for yourself. Make good decisions. Use good judgment. Let's make some sacrifices. There's some events I'm not going to. Um, sometimes I ain't going anyway because that's just how I am. <laughs> let's take this. Let's take right. this Rona seriously. Let's take this seriously. Take care of each other. Um, we we want to see you um, on the other side of this, and we'll get together in the summer. Um, hopefully, it look it took two two or three months for China to get it together. They closed their last temporary hospital a couple of days ago. Yeah. So that that's a sign of what can happen when we do what we need to do. Um, so do that. And um, I ain't even gonna get into the toilet paper thing. Nah, let's leave that. Let's alone. leave it alone. Yeah. We'll leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's jump on to the next. Let's one. go to the next one. What you got, Crip? You want you want to talk? You want to talk about the honeypot? Honeypot. Yes, yes, yes. So. Unless you're living under a rock, um, you're you're probably aware of the the drama around honeypot. So, if before, so if you're like me, you may not have even been aware of the product honeypot. Like that, that was not on my radar prior to the drama. But all of a sudden, there were all these alerts that honeypot was getting negative reviews. That people were rushing to um, the website. What was the website uh, to give reviews? Was it? Trust pilot. So that's some place you can go when you've tried something to give a review. People are rushing to give negative views. Like it was flooded with one star, and I think five is the most, where people are giving it negative reviews. They were not giving it negative reviews because they thought the product was bad. They're giving it negative reviews because they did not like the comment that the the creator, the owner of the business, made in a commercial. So give them, give them and a they quick, were offended. Give them a quick backdrop of So the owner of Honeypot is a is a sister, it's a black woman. Beatrice Dixon. Beatrice Dixon. Um she is black. She looks like a black girl. She just currently has long braids. I think. If you seen the commercial. <laughs> if you saw the commercial if you saw the commercial you might have said, Oh, that's nice. Um, what she said at the very end of a 30-second drop for Target was the reason why it's so important for the honey pot to do well is so the next black girl that comes up with a great idea 
could have a better opportunity. That means a lot to me. And before you, before you carry on with that, mm-hmm. what is Honeypot? What is what is oh, their product? Oh, awesome! So Honeypot, thank you for saying that. So Honeypot is a, a is a, a line of products um, for women. So feminine. Take care of your lady parts and your goods. Uh, to keep things fresh and and clean and tend just personal hygiene, feminine hygiene mm-hmm. products. We'll call it that. And so, um, so who can use them? Everybody with a coochie can use it, right? Black, white, brown, orange, and, purple. If you, if you got a coochie, you can use it. And <laughs> and prior to this commercial, I think people were using it just because it was a thing. And so, apparently, individuals heard that. And found it offensive and called it racist. So uh, this just gets mostly on, most white, white women. You know who it was. Yeah. I mean, you we just who, have to we have to say it. You have to say it was white white women. And and it's hard to know behind the keyboard who who is doing the typing, but I would imagine who would find it the statement offensive. Well, I read the article on Forbes.com and it said, you know, predominantly more white women were the ones that had the issue with it. Yeah. And so they didn't like, they felt like they were excluded from who this was for. And they didn't like that. And they called that racist. They called that exclusion racist. So we've talked about it on previous episode that racism cannot be reversed. Uh, uh, right? there, there's no there's no such thing as reverse racism. Reverse, right. reverse To me, reverse racism is somebody who was a racist, has gained some knowledge and information and no longer behaves in a racist, bigoted manner. Now, we can be prejudiced like a mother. We can be, black people can be prejudiced. Um, black people can mistreat someone um, because uh, because they're white, but uh, black black people, I don't know, I don't even want to get into it, yeah, but this, just, it ain't that. But anyway, this is how uh, this group of people chose to see it. Um, they felt excluded. They felt like it wasn't fair. And sometimes people will do this this thing where they say, well, if a white woman said that, it would be racist. Yes, it would, because it's different. If a white woman said, I did this for little white girls so that they could have something special, it's not the same as a black woman said, because white people are not systematically excluded from, from business opportunities. Oppressed. We're not, they're not oppressed. Their ancestors were not enslaved. They're, you know, it's, it's not coming from the same place. So it can't be reversed unless you reverse all the history, too. Mm-hmm. And we can't do that um, without a t- uh, time check. But anyway, what I think was it offended them because it made them feel left out. So that's what we can call it. If somebody said, wow, now I feel left out, now we can have a conversation. Well, what made you feel left out? This didn't say... Um, that white women can't be um, be feel like they have a great idea that can be supported. This is saying we want to make sure that black girls do feel supported and do feel like this is something they can do. And and I'm so tired of having to manage white folks' feelings around us trying to help each other out. I think that's exhausting. But guess what? Guess what? It backfired like a mother. So what happened was what black women did is what we always do was they said, oh, they don't like it. Well, I never heard of it, but I'm going to buy two packages. Black women started leaving reverse reviews, people who hadn't even bought the product just to say, I'm so glad this exists. I'm so glad this person is doing this. The sales increased by 50%. You could not find (laughs) 
a honey pot product two days later. I was gonna say, might and I so add, they can't keep that shit on the shelves. They can't now. keep it on the shelves. Black women are buying it on GP. Just oh, oh, you got a problem with it? We, this is how we did. This is how we voted for Hillary. We tried to help, and this is how we support each other. And so, for all those things, where sometimes people say women don't support each other, black women hate on each other. I, I've got to say that has never been my experience. The most supportive people in my life, and 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 in my life, I'm, I, I do a lot of things. One of my things is I'm an, I'm an artist, and and the most support I get have been from women who look like me. Um, to the point where I can count on it. And and so what I love is this is an example of no weapon formed against me shall prosper, right? Um, for my church folks, what you know is just because somebody tried to do you in doesn't mean it will be successful. So that attack actually... <laughs> promoted her. It made her a household name. And now they can't keep her products on the shelf. So what I want to say is to the woman who complained, thank you. And let this be a lesson that anytime you state someone's name, it is an endorsement, whether it's negative or positive. That's the way to keep something trending. Y'all gave Homegirl a free commercial. Mm -hmm. Y'all promoted something that I would not have seen myself or knew about or wasn't aware that it was Black-owned. And it also gave people a chance to share other Black-owned products that I didn't know about. So uh, what I want to say is, hey, thank you. But keep that in mind. Um, promoting what you love. Whether you hate it or love it, it's a promotion. Um, I have so. a question, though. Uh, yes. What's your question, sir? Seeing that they have an issue with this not being making them inclusive to this product yeah, because of the commercial. Out. Yeah. Um so I don't know if you knew this but black women make 63 cents to to the white woman's dollar. Yes, I did know that. Okay. Mm -hmm. So are they making the same type of noise oh. <laughs> about that? That's a fun question and you ask that because you already know the answer. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Nobody, I don't see these same women trying to create inclusion when we are absent, right? Mm -hmm. um, when there are, there are whole television series, programs, magazines, commercials for everything else where there is not a brown person to be seen. Nobody ever says, hey, what about, what about the black women? I don't see them. Where's the Asians? Where's the Puerto Ricans? So we have come. There was no. There's no outrage behind. There's no outrage. That. <laughs> nobody's mad. Nobody's mad when we aren't there. Um, and so for somebody, so and this is a response to that. So because there's so many places we haven't been welcomed, where we're not allowed, where nobody's, where people weren't creating products with us in mind, somebody finally does it, and it's. And here's the thing: when we create inclusion. When we're inclusive, it actually makes it so everybody can join in. Everybody who has a coochie can use it. All y'all can still use the product, and black women can make money from it. Wow. How about that? Like you said, the commercial did not say, this is for black women only. No. And let's do it another thing. Let's take uh, another um, group of people. Let's say um, there was a building that only had stairs, and somebody put up a ramp. And now people with wheelchairs can use it. I'm so glad that this building, that people in wheelchairs can use it. You know who else can use it? People in strollers, people with bad knees, mm -hmm. people whose feet hurt. Everybody can use the ramp. And so when we are inclusive, when we broaden the entrance, we allow more people to get in. And for some reason, nobody would say, why'd you let all these people with wheelchairs in here? 
This is worse now. Right. <laughs> Y'all are being discriminatory to people who don't need wheelchairs. Well, everybody can take a ramp. Only some people can take the stairs. Everybody um, now has uh, can use this product. But now black women are have a seat at the table. And to be to see this and feel like this woman deserved um, the vitriol, I'm so glad God God didn't God didn't allow it. I'm so glad that was canceled and turned around. So I thank the the angry white women um, for their energy and that that was able to add money to this woman is richer because of your hatred. So thank you. And thank you to Target for Pure um, ignorance. support. Yeah, you know, we, we, we're used to ignorance, but y'all, we ain't used to making money off it. So that was that was nice. <laughs> Look, it's a little bonus, right? <laughs> that was nice. That was nice. So let's lean in. Let's talk about the... Um, the this leaning into just black women, or do you want to go into do you want to do your black? I'm gonna black do my history. black history moment, black history. and then we're going to we're go, go to into that. Yes, so yes, yes. Obviously, it's still Women's Month, yes. so I continued with a woman named Judy Reed. Okay. She was the first black woman to receive a U.S. patent. All right. And in 1884, she applied for the patent for the the dough kneader and and roller. So like the dough roller thing need. Oh, like that if you're making bread? Yeah. Listen, I ain't, I ain't the domesticated kind of sister, so I, I'm going to just guess. So that's rolling bread. like a, Yeah, that wooden thing that y'all wooden, just roll. The pen. She, like yeah, the pen. Yeah, so she improved on the one that was actually out. All right. So. I love it. Tell me your name again. Judy Reed. Come on, Judy. What year was that? Do you have that? 1884. 1884. Judy Reed got the patent for that, and now everybody can make bread and stuff better. I just buy my bread at the loaf. You can't get bread right now because y'all bought it like y'all bought mm-hmm. up the bread like it's the end of the world. All we really want you to do is stay home and wash your hands. That didn't mean you had to buy all the bread up and toilet paper. Never mind. Right. Anyway, <laughs> thank you, Sister Reed, um, for your contribution um, to the world. These are things that people will use forever because of you. Yes. So now we can jump into the next one. The myth. The myth. Of the angry of the black angry woman. black woman. And I must say, I got to start this. Yes. I have never, ever, ever subscribed to that theory of the angry black woman. I've never. We appreciate you. There's no such thing as the angry black woman. Oh, we appreciate you. Good brother. Um, And so that narrative is familiar and some people feel accurate. But what what do, what is the problem? What is the damage of that? If somebody says, "Oh, that's another angry black woman," when does when do we usually hear things like that? When you're being disrespected and you want to check somebody, right? So whenever um, I feel like that's one of those things that's used when a black woman is rightfully upset, right? So they wait. They you they wait till. Tempers are flared to say, oh, it's an angry black woman. And I feel like that's a way to dismiss and make it less valid that her expression, her offense um, doesn't need to be honored because she's just mad. And that's just how they are. She's mad. And so with that, the problem with that is it makes it seem like black women are less worthy of tenderness, that they're less worthy of protection, protection, mm-hmm. that... Um, they are, people feel um, less uncomfortable um, fighting black women physically, disrespecting black women's bodies and personal space. And, um, and that you can't stand up for yourself. And then if you stand up for yourself, then, then you're angry. And the thing is, sometimes you got to stand up for yourself because who's, who's going to do it? 
if you don't. So I think black women learn early how to respond. We're usually kind of quick at the mouth, mm-hmm. right? We got we got something. We got something ready. We got something ready. And and this is not. We're not all a monolith. Everybody's not the same. Um, but I think the the problem with that narrative narrative is it suggests that our anger is not valid. Like we're just angry at the core of who we are. And that there's not, and that when you are angry, which is a human emotion, and you express it, that it's it's less relevant. Which means everybody, which color you are, can be angry. Everybody else can be <laughs> angry. Everybody else is allowed to be angry, but we can't. We are intimidating, or we aren't ladylike, or we aren't deserving of respect when we're angry, and it's dismissed and and not justified. And that we have to be responsible for the way we present ourselves so that everyone doesn't see us that way. And so some people try to, when they are upset, try to tighten that up or not yeah. hold it or scared to show it or like, well, white people are looking. I don't want them to think a certain thing. Or I just think it, it's exhausting. And we've seen examples of that. And you were talking about Serena. Right? Yes. Yeah, last year, or it was at 18, she had a match against um, the young sister, oh, Naomi Osaka. Uh-huh. And the judge accused her of uh, something with some cheating. cheating. Right. Well, yeah. So she got upset because she was accused accused of cheating. And she went up on the judge and, you know, she was like, you owe me an apology. And she, she was highly upset. Yeah. Now I'm watching this and I'm like, hold on. I used to, you know, watch Jimmy Connors and John McEnroe, two white men. Breaking go, rackets. Go off. Right. Go off on, on the judges. Mm-hmm. And their their penalties wasn't as harsh as hers were. Yeah. And they didn't. How come she got the title of an angry woman, but they didn't get anything? Because we don't want to see women behave, quote unquote, like that. We want to see women just say, just be grateful for whatever opportunities they get, especially black women. And Serena is not just Serena is powerful. Um, The average man is not as powerful Serena is in the world, and not just her physicality, but her her relevancy, her winning streak. Like there ain't a win, more winning athlete on earth. Like Serena is 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 it? She's, she's the face, she's the face of tennis. She is the face of tennis. Like I mean, it's it's just, and we know that. Like and and so. What by by just kind of branding her as angry, it's like dismissing, like, oh, she shouldn't have behaved like that. She shouldn't have act like that. And that was was, was said too, yeah. like, you know, she should have she she was I've seen there was a commentator who said she was wrong. Yeah. Lots of people said she was wrong. Lots of people said she was wrong. And 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 not just not just white folks. Lots of people said she was wrong. I think we don't like we don't want to, we as a society, when I say we, we don't want women to act a certain way. And and so what would have been better, more palatable for people watching it is if she just said, oh, I'm sorry. And just cower and sit and down. And just cower and sit. But she didn't do that. She was like, nope. Y'all, you are not going to disrespect me. I'm not yep. having it. You're going to apologize. Yep. <laughs> Ain't nobody playing no tennis till y'all get it together. And she said, you owe me an apology. She was, she made sure, yeah. she made it known, you she owe me an apology. language. She, yes. Yeah. As, as rightfully so. So what, what is the protocol when you're disrespected, when you feel disrespected? When you were disrespected, when you feel disrespected, what is the protocol? If you're disrespected... 
on the job, blatantly. Somebody accuses you of doing something criminal, illegal, immoral, just not operating in integrity, and you know that wasn't you. What is the acceptable way to respond? Your, your, your natural instinct is going to, you're going to defend yourself. Right. right. Um, no, I didn't. Who said it? Run the footage back. <laughs> and now when you see, it's like being accused of stealing and you didn't steal. Um, and I think black people are frequently in the position where, you know, it's somebody else's word against ours. And when you are in a position where someone's going to listen to you, sometimes you have to say it a little louder. Like, oh, no, absolutely not. And I've always said black people were always on defense. Oh, cause Continuously you, it, on defense. Because it's you just can't trust that somebody's going to um, have it for you. And that it's at uh, the ultimate last say is some white person, right? Yep. The ultimate last word is some white person has to confirm that this is or is not true, that they are okay. No matter, just at the end of the day, a white human being is going to have the the last word on many of these instances of, of disrespect. And um, and you know, you know, push push back on me if I'm wrong, if I'm making a, a sweeping generalization. Um, but we're not often sitting at the very top of the food chain. Like we're in it. We may be highly visible. We may be making a lot of money, but there's somebody else who who has a say. So I think as, as far as the angry black woman, I think the problem with that is it really diminishes our right to be angry. And, and seeing that to. sisters have always basically, you know, had their brothers back from the slavery days Forever. up until now. Always have, always will. Honestly. Um, There is no possible way that you can say that she doesn't. I don't. I don't call it angry. They can be frustrated. You can be frustrated. Well, and I think if you're angry, you can be angry. But anger is not necessarily who you are. You know what I mean? Like, like this is. She's also. There's lots. There's lots of ways we can describe her. Loving mother, powerful athlete, um, uh, businesswoman, CEO, uh, designer. Um, fashion mogul. Like, there's a lot of things we can use to describe her, uh, Serena Williams, but anger in a moment um, is just one of the things. Champion, happy, healthy. You know, there's lots of ways, but anger, why does that have to be the umbrella that covers everything when, when that's something fleeting? You know, anger comes and goes. And because you, when, the, when the black man wasn't able to speak up for itself for whatever reason, maybe, right. you know, during slavery where they were, you know, Getting beaten and right. so forth. Sister held it down. She was, she was the voice. Yeah. During the civil rights. Brothers on the front line doing their thing. What right. was the sisters doing? Holding it down in the background. Right. Being the voice. Right. I mean, there's you, you had your, your Rosas and, right. and Fannie Lou Hamers, and it, Dorothy and it, Heights. It's every and you had to and here's the thing. So so I don't want to say being angry is wrong, but I think people are so worried about being described as angry that they're scared to express that as a, like they don't they don't they're so scared of being identified as an angry black woman that they don't even want to show up in their most authentic way because they they don't want to be diminished they don't want people to to not treat them a certain way anymore and not to honor their femininity and again just you know get uh, that we're not mm-hmm. allowed the tenderness or respect or that, that we want to make sure somebody would pause before um, assaulting us like not treating women like like men, I don't know how to. I don't know how to put it. Like one thing that way. one thing that yeah. comes to mind instantly is just like Maxine Waters. Yes, you know she, she she's up there and just speaking her mind, and yes. she's looked at as this 
angry woman who has all this to say. Right. Rightfully so, she does. Yeah. She's, and she needs to say it. And she's saying stuff people aren't bold enough to say. Exactly. And, and, and I think that's, the, and that's what's so frustrating because also people count on black women to say it. They're waiting for black women to say it. You know, it's like, oh, we need a black woman to do this. And, and because of, it, it's, it's just very frustrating. So we're, we're, we're at the bottom, but we're, we're needed and relied upon. And so when it's time for somebody to stick their neck out, um, it, it's, it's usually a black woman who, who's doing it. But we get the black, angry black woman label. Mm-hmm. So I just want, I, I think just bringing this up is a way, just check yourself. When you hear yourself describing Black women is angry. Like, let's let's make it an individual thing. So let's look at a specific instance. When a black woman was angry, was she rightfully so? When your baby mama cussed you out and slashed your tires, is it because she was crazy? <laughs> or because you disrespected her? <laughs> maybe. You're maybe right. she's crazy. Yeah, absolutely right. But um, was she crazy before she met you? All the women you you ever dealt with crazy? Okay, maybe. I just think what let's let's bring it down to individual um, um, actions and behaviors. And if, if there's things we can do to be better and to show up in a greater way, then we'll do it. But let's let's not pretend that when it's time to be angry, that that it's not valid and and the the right thing to do. I just think it's unfair. It's frustrating and it's age old and I don't think it'll ever go away. No, it won't. But I, I would love to hear black men um, remove look at least at least question themselves or check each other um, uh, when they hear it come up. I think I think we, we could all use some some healing and and managing our relationships with each other. But I think that would be a nice place to start to see some some questioning, like what makes you say that when somebody says that? And then let let them defend their stance. That's a good question. What makes you say what that? What makes you say that? Mm. Give me an example. Let's talk about it. Um, That'd be a good question to put on the, um, our Facebook page. Yeah. Yes, let's put that. Okay, let's put that there. If, if, you, if you believe that there is some truth or relevance in the angry black woman narrative, what makes you say that? Um, and let's talk about it because I, I like your to stance. Talk, defend your stance and be ready. You know, this be ready. Now and, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. Yes. You know, because of our page, and I know there's some sisters on there who uh, who got them razor sharp tongues. Oh, they got they got the Twitter fingers. They got the Twitter fingers. And I'm gonna say this to the brothers: if you leave a response, be ready. Don't don't cower down yeah. and get quiet. Yeah. Just. Have- just Defend your stance. Defend your stance. Let's hear it. Maybe there's some validity to what you got to say. Just make make it make sense for me. Make it make sense. And even, and even and I'm not just saying just the men. So there might be women who feel like black women are are, are angry. And, um, you know, let's talk about it. And if you'd rather something a little more anonymous, send something to our email. If you'd like, that to, if you'd like it to be included in the conversation, but you don't necessarily want to be... Um, Visible in the conversation, we can respect that. But uh, email us. But if you put it on the page, it's on Front Street. Everybody can see it. Yep. What else? What else we got, sir? I think that's all we got. I think that's all we got. Mm-hmm. So I think in closing, just remind people: take care of yourselves. Um, take your health seriously. Let's be protective of one another. Look out for the people who might be stuck in the house. Check on your people. Um, wash your hands. I was about to say, wash your hands with soap. Get that, get that, uh, that Lysol yeah. and just spray. Yes, and if you have cold symptoms, stay home. 
Thank you. All right, people. <laughs> One.